Today's daf is daf chof tes in Rosh Hashanah. We're starting from the Mishnah where we left off. Yesterday's Gemara was talking about kavana. <clears throat> Do you have to have kavana to be yotze a mitzvah or not? Is it the action itself? That was a discussion yesterday. So the, the Mishnah now continues on with the discussion about a slightly different topic, but it's again the the, the idea of having kavana. Uh, again, we learn for a four shleimah for Yosef Hasriel Ben Chaim Michal. So <clears throat> the Mishnah says that the quotes the pasuk Vahayakasher Yara Moshe Yadav Gavar Yisrael. Pasuk in Bishalach says when Moshe lifted his hands, then Yisrael was victorious. The Chiyarav Shem Moshe Oses Mechama. Do his hands lifting up his hands make the war? Do they fight? O Shovers Mechama, or do they do they lose the war? Calls Mancha Yisrael Mustakin Klapi Malawin, but Yisrael had their eyes, so to speak, towards heaven. They subject, subjugated themselves to Hashem in heaven. Then they were victorious. If they didn't pray to God, if they didn't rely on God and subjugate themselves to God, they, they would fall in war. A similar thing we find. Atomer, when when Ben Israel was struck uh, and, and bitten by the snakes, uh, it said, Pasuk says, Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, make for yourselves like a uh, a fiery snake or a serpent. The Simosones put him on a pole. Whoever's been bitten, will look at it and will live. Can the snake uh, make somebody live, revive somebody, um, uh, or kill somebody, or revive somebody? Israel looks towards heaven. And they subject themselves to God. And then they were healed. If not, they melted away, they died. So that's the idea here also, that you have to have kavana, uh, everything, it's all based on kavana, otherwise what are we davening for? Just stop saying words. What are we praying? You have to pray towards God. Then the Mishnah goes on here, we're talking about now already being motzi, the, the, uh, uh, being motzi others with uh, the Tkiah shofar, right? We talked about the kind of shofar that you have to have, it can't be broken, etc. And that uh, you have to have kavana, right? If you have kavana, that if somebody was walking by a shul and the previous Mishnah said, and uh, his house was near a shul and here the call shofar, if he was mechaven, then he was yotze. Mechaven meaning to be yotze, otherwise he's not yotze. So here also you have to have, you can only be motzi from somebody who's the one who's being motzi, the one who blows the shofar. He has to be a person who is an adult, an adult Jewish male, and he has because he's high, if he's not if he's not a male then he's not chayiv in in tkiyah uh, shofar it's mitzvah seishas man grama, and also he has to, he has to have kavana to be motzi. So the the general assumption is that whoever's blowing the shofar has in mind not just for the people that he could see around him in the room but whoever can hear him. So the mission says chayvushet of a cotton, a person who's deaf and dumb presumably he's also um, 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 you know uh, int- intellectually impaired. Because we know now that a cheresh who is deaf and dumb can be uh, can be brilliant, but if he's intellectually impaired, oh, a shota, a person who is who is an imbecile, a person who who is obviously uh, he's he's um, into, he's 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 he is he's really impaired, right? He is, we know for sure that he is impaired. But cotton or a child, because they're not themselves. If you are yourself are not responsible 
and obligated. If you're not obligated to do the mitzvah, you can't be motzi others. So again, if we say that uh, a woman or a child who is not, uh, who's not obligated to do the mitzvah, they can't be motzi others. So the Bryson now gonna, is going to expand on this rule. Uh, we mentioned the Mishnah Cherishat of a cut. In Torah Rabbanim, we're going to talk about others. Hako Chaim Takeva Shofar, everybody's Chaim and Takeva Shofar, all males. What do we mean that? Kormel in Israel. is going to ask, of course, if not Kormel in Israel, who else is there? We're all either Kormel in Israel. But the Gemara, we'll, we'll see where the Gemara, this Bryson will be explained. So Kormel in Israel, Gerim, converts, Vavodim, Meshachorim, freed slaves. Right? Why would you think that freed slaves would not be? We'll see. But tumtum, a tumtum is a person whose sexuality cannot be determined. In other words, he was born and his genitals are not are not uh, it's uh, are not uh, obvious. They are somehow there's some skin covering them up, and you can't tell. And we assume it's either a male or a female, but we don't know who it is. We don't know is it a male or a female. Androgynous. Androgynous has both male and female genitals. And mishachetzi person who's half an avid, half mechorim. How does that happen? If let's say you had two owners, two owners together, partners owned a slave, an Evid Kanani, and one freed his half, and the other one didn't free his half. So the, the, the whole Evid is partially free and partially not free. He's half and half. It's not like half his body cut vertically or horizontally. It's that's the problem. He's he's half and half. So he's also chayv, which is half. His half, which is free, is chayv mitzvah. Is chayv and kiyashofer. The other half, which is an Evakanani, is only Chayiv Mitzvah, like a woman. Right? We learn out the Sukkim that Evakanani has a Lach like woman. He's only Chayiv in Mitzvah's Law, so say he's Chayiv in Shabbos, etc. And in Mitzvah's say Shaloh is mine, Grama. So the, the part that's an Evid uh, cannot be Motzi other people, as we'll see. So all these people are Chayiv, they're Chayiv because a Tumtum is Chayiv because he might be a, a, a male. And Androgynous also might be a male. Uh, uh, is half half a, a full male Jew, half a, uh, a male Jew. So all these people are chayev, but they're all chayev to be to be the mitzvah of However, can they be motzi others? So we'll see that that depends on who we're talking about. Not everybody can be motzi others. Not all of them can be motzi others. Now we're going to explain each one. A tumtum cannot even be motzi another tumtum. Why? Because this tumtum that is that's blowing the shofar might be a female. We just don't know. And the one that he's being motzi might be a male. So he can can only be he could be motzi himself. Whatever he is, he's motzi. If he's a male, he's motzi. If he's a female, he's not chayev. But he could help. He could he, he could blow for himself, but he can't blow for others. Androgynous motzi esmino. He could be motzi somebody a species like him, another androgynous. Why? Because whatever androgynous is. Is it a male or is it a female? It's one or the other, or it's a, some say it's Amberi Bifneatsma. There is such a sheet also. Rashi says, Motsi Mino, Androgynous Kamoso, Dibos Azachras, Azashneim Chayavim, Dibos Nakhras, Azashneim Pturin. Or there's a third possibility that, he's a, that it's Amberi Bifneatsma, but either way, all Androgynouses are the same. And therefore, he could be motzi somebody like him. He can't be motzi a regular male because maybe he has a lach like a female or he's a very fleatzmo. So, androgynous motzi es mina velo es she'en amino. Misha chetzit mechetz menchorim, ain't a motzi lo es mina velo es she'en amino. So, a chetzit mechetz menchorim cannot be motzi, cannot be motzi um, somebody not like him because he half of him is an evid and he can't be motzi his own men. Why? Because when he's blowing the chauffeur, the chauffeur is being half blown by an Evid Kanani. So he can't be Motsi 
the 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 uh, the the Israel part of it, the Ben Choron part of it. The Gemara is going to say, wait a minute, he shouldn't be able to emotzi himself either, right? Because the half that's blowing for that half that's blowing, which is an evid half half of it, which is an evid which is blowing, can't be motzi the half which is Ben Choron. The Gemara is going to say that too. But at this point, the Gemara says, ain't emotzi lowest mina below a It can't be motzi somebody like him, or it certainly can't be motzi regular Israel. Now we're going to analyze each one. Amr Mar, if, if, if these people are not chayiv, who else are we talking about? We're talking about Jews. You're not going with the mitzvah of Tkiyah Shofar. Today will be a day of blasting the horn, blasting the shofar for you. Who's chayiv in the mitzvah of Tkiyah Shofar? The ones who are only chayiv once a year. Like Jews, like regular Jews. Because since they have to blow the shofar all year around, not they blow the shofar, the Levium, which is the Levium, the Karnam, blow the shofar all year round in the base in the base of Migdash. They blow the, the trumpets. Only who's Chayev? Yom Tru are the ones who have a special day to blow the shofar. But since Karnam have a Chayev all year round, I might think that they're not Chayev on on uh, Rosh Hashanah, like the what they are. So says, why would you think they're not high? Because they blow the trumpets. Those are trumpets. Me, dummy, hosom, chatzotzer, This that they blow all year round is the chatzotzer. It's not the shofar. Shofar is only once a year. So therefore, why should they be excluded? El Yitzchak might think they're excluded for a different reason. Hall tonight we learned before. Shavai Yovel of Rosh Hashanah Tkiyah brachos. Yovel of Yom Kippur is similar to Rosh Hashanah for Tkiyah. They blow the shofar. And for the nine brachos that we say, so Mandi's mitzvah yovel, the one who have a full mitzvah mitzvah yovel, meaning regular Jews, isa mitzvah Rosh Hashanah, they have mitzvah Rosh Hashanah. Vani konim holva less than mitzvah yovel, they don't have mitzvah yovel. Rashi length talks about the various things why the time konim will be a mochrin laolam a gon laolam. Different gifts of they have mochrin or is it makdishin instead of gon. But the idea is that konim and levim have different rules when it comes to yovel. A regular Jew. If he's, for example, Makdish his field, his field that he got from his, uh, you know, his inheritance, and he's Makdish it, and uh, and and gives it to the base Mikdash, and he's not doesn't redeem it from the base Mikdash by Yovel, then the Gizborim sell it to anybody. It can't be redeemed anymore by a regular Jew, and right, it doesn't. But they don't. It goes to the con. Not not they sell it to you, but they Machagizbasasada. If he sells it, meanwhile. It goes to the goes back and Yovel goes to the coin to the coin but the coin themselves that doesn't apply to. In other words, they can always redeem it if they sell a field. They can always if they makdish a field, they can always uh, get it back. Even Yovel doesn't apply to them. So that's what he means over here. Hanikam Hovel less than mitzvah since they don't have the regular mitzvah of Yovel and other rules don't apply to them too. For example, uh, if you if they sell a uh, bati or choma, you only have one year rich to redeem it. That rule doesn't apply to the Kohanim. Other rules don't apply to the Kohanim and Levium. But the uh, who Kohanim are Levium. They're in the family of Levium, right? But but the uh, the rule that he's talking about here, whole Vesla Mitzvah Yovo, the Yovo doesn't apply to them, meaning if they were Makdish a field that they had, they got, let's say, for whatever, and 
and uh, the Gizbarim sold it if they didn't redeem it. It doesn't, uh, a regular person cannot redeem it anymore after Yovel goes to the Kohanim. But the Levim could always redeem it. So the Yovel, rules of Yovel don't apply to them. So Amit Sinkins, the rules of Yovel don't apply to them. And the Mishnah said before that Yovel is similar to Rosh Hashanah for Tkiyas and for Brachas. So there's a similarity to maybe for Tkiyas also, the rules don't apply to them. And Mitzvah Rosh Hashanah also, that applies to them too. So that's why the Mishnah says that. Everybody's chayev, or the Bryce rather says, Hakochem Tki Shofar, Kornim Vim and Yisrael. You might think Kornim don't have a rule of Rosh Hashanah, just like they don't have a regular rule of Yovel. And we said Yovel is like Rosh Hashanah for Tkiyas and for Bracha. So I might think also they don't have a rule, Kornim are, are, are exempt from the rules of Tki Shofar on Rosh Hashanah. Kamashma, no, they're chayev Tki Shofar, all Kornim Vim Yisrael. Then we said the other ones made sense. We talked about Geirim, Vavodim, Shechorim, those are all regular Jews even though they've converted their, or whatever, they've been freed slaves. Tumtum and Drogus, we explained that a Tumtum can only be Motsi, somebody uh, himself, but he can't be Motsi others because another Tumtum might be a male where this Tumtum might be a female. But then we said, Misha Chetziah V'Chetziah is not Motsi, somebody like himself. But he could be Motsi himself. He could be Motsi himself because whatever he's blowing, he's blowing. Why can't he? Why can't he be Motsi some other half Jew? Let's call him a half Jew. Why? Because the half of him, which is an Evid, because the half of him, which is a, which is blowing, half of him, which is an Evid, is blowing the shofar, can't be Motsi the Tzad Cheres, the half Cheres of another Chatzyev Half of him is blowing. He's not hearing a Tkiah shofar, a full 100% Tkiah shofar from a regular Jew. Half of him is an Evid. So how can the half of him that's an Evid be Motsi, the half of him which is a Ben Choren? So you say, the half which is Ben Choren blows for the Ben Choren, half which is Evid is blows for the Evid. There's no separate halves over here. It's all one big mixture. But half of it, 50% of him is Evid, 50% of it, you can't split him in two. So the half of him which is an Evid is blowing for the half of him which is a Ben Choren. Elam Rav Nachman, he changed the Rav Rav Nachman disagrees with Rav Huna. in a Motsi, he can't be Motsi himself. In other words, a person who is in half and half and half Ben Choren is Chayiv, the half of him which is half Ben Choren, half of him is a regular Jew, he's Chayiv and Tkiah Shofar, but he must hear Tkiah Shofar from some other Jew. He can't be Motsi himself. He also can't be Motsi himself. Tani Ava Braid Ravzera. Interesting. Kol Brachas Kulam Apishiyatsa Motsi. All Brachas that you make for Mar Mitzvah, as like, so let's say, um, let's say uh, 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 a Balkori is reading the Megillah. Michael, you're reading the Megillah, you read it at night, and then you're reading it for other people during the day, or you're reading it twice at night. You've already read it. You're Yotzi. Now you're reading for somebody else, you can make the Brachas also. Why? Because call a bracha school and not be even you or you or Yotze already, even though you fulfill your obligation, you can be Motsi others, right? Call Yisrael the Raven Zebazeh. So, <clears throat> since Yisrael, call Yisrael the Raven Zebazeh, therefore, you're there, Mechuiv in the mitzvah, you also can fulfill it for them. Except for food. When he says Lechem and Yain mean all kinds of food or Berkhazarech, why? Because you don't have to eat. Nobody says you have to eat. So, for example, let's say you sat down to have a meal one day. Middle of the day, middle of the week, yeah, Wednesday, you sat down to eat breakfast, and you washed and you made a motzi. Now, some other guy doesn't, uh, says, uh, can you make a bracha for me? For whatever reason, he can't, he can't read the words, or he can't make the bracha. Can you make a bracha for him? No. Because he, 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 there's no, there's no, he has no obligation to eat. He doesn't have to eat, the, the, he doesn't have to make a motzi, he doesn't have to wash. 
So, so there's no Yisrael, Raven says only when they're obligated, you're obligated, you fulfill your obligation, but he's still obligated. says that you can fulfill his obligation so you can make a bracha for him. But if it's a regular meal that uh, he's not mechuyiv to eat, so he doesn't have to eat, he doesn't have to make a bar per gafin, he doesn't have to eat, and any other brachas in the hand. And why? Because the only reason you have to make a bracha is because it's usher, Gemar and bracha says, because usher to from the world without thanking Hashem below bracha. But over here there's no errors because there's no chobah, he doesn't have to eat. Or he doesn't have to eat this food. Uh, if you haven't washed yet, you are, or you haven't yet fulfilled your obligation, you're about to make a motzi and you washed, so you have to make a motzi, so you can be motzi him all, you can be motzi, you can fulfill his obligation also, right? The uh, two different uh, meanings of motzi there, right? Uh, but if you already made a bracha, you can't make a bracha for him. Okay, what about when there's another mitzvah involved, even though you're making a lechem a yayin, but there's another mitzvah involved, for example, on Yontif or Shabbos when you're making Kiddush or you're making a bracha on um, on the matzah on Leila Seder, boy Rava he has this kasha, boy Rava or is it uh, Rava or Rochva is his girsa, Rochva matzah. when you make a motzi lechmanotz on the matzah uh, so Rashi says alachilas matzah and Makadish Yisrael let's say Kiddush or Berchus Ayayin Shal Kiddush they're certainly loved but that's Chovin and you have to, you have to make Kiddush and there's a mitzvah to eat matzah, lechilas matzah. So you, he has an obligation to eat matzah on Leila Seder. So there you could be motzim, even though you ate already and you made kiddush already. But the question is the other bracha, hamotzi lechem in and bari priyagafan. That, you know, so the, the kiddush is makadish Yisrael vazmanim. But in there, you also have to drink wine or make a motzi. As we said, why? Because it's it's also to you have to with kiddush you have to eat something or somebody has to eat. Sometimes somebody you can make a bar bar gafen and somebody else will eat. So the question is, somebody else will drink the wine. So berchus lechem shall matzah when you say matzah lechem on leila seder or berchus yain shall kiddush of shabbos or yantif kiddush hayom. Now keeping the chovu since it's a chov to make kiddush and eat the matzah mapik you could be motzi even though we're not talking about the makadish yisrael vazmanim or alchilas matzah. That, but the question is on them. They're not. They're only coming because the person who makes a bracha should eat something, and he can't eat without a bracha. But the bracha itself is not an obligation uh, by itself. So inami uh, somebody else should eat it. But since it's a chov, eating matzah is a chov, and kiddush yom is a chov. So therefore, when you make the bracha on the yain and on the lechem, also that's part of it, and you could be motzi somebody else, or do you say not? Uh, or mapik odilma bracha lav chovah. The bracha is the bracha is not chov. The chov is is making kiddush or eating the matzah. But the bracha is not a chov, an obligation in Torah, and therefore maybe you can't make that for somebody else. Tashma dom ravashi ravashi says ki avinu be rapapi when I was when I was at rapapi's yeshiva or his house having a kaddish line he made kiddush for chiyave asi arisa midabra when his sharecroppers came in from the fields having a kaddish he made kiddush for them. So you see, and he would drink the wine. So you see over here that you could make Kiddush, even including Berch Siyayin and Motzich Mararetz, uh, whether it's Leila Seder or if you're making uh, making Kiddush on the bread, if you're not Yayin, also you could, you could uh, Neil Motzi, others too, even though you were Yotzi already. Tanro Banan. All right. Tanro Banan, we see this in Bryce also. Yifros Adam Prusel Orchin. A person shouldn't make a bracha, meaning most of the chamas for for guests unless he's eating with them. In other words, if a person just says uh, comes in, he's not eating, and his guests want to eat, and they say, "Can you make a motzi for us?" He can't make a motzi unless he's already eating with them. He's eating together with them. 
but he could do for his children. Interesting. To teach them, he could teach them, he could do for his children, that's for Chinuch, he's allowed to make a bracha for them even though he's not eating with them. Other mitzvahs, even the mitzvahs drabona, like Hal Megillah, where there's an obligation, even though he's Yatsa, even though he already fulfilled his obligation, he can be Motsi others. And like I said before, the classic cases, you have this with Megillah, right? That a Valkore reads from the Megillah for the Tzibur, and then another Tzibur comes, and other people ask him to read, he's allowed to make the bracha for them. Hanlach, Ro, Bezen, and now we come to the Last parak, right? The last parak in Rosh Hashanah, which will, will make a simritzim on Shabbos. Hanloch ro bezim. Yantiv shal Rosh Hashanah. We know that when Yantiv shal Rosh Hashanah shechalios b'Shabbos, it comes out on Shabbos. B'mikdash hayu token. The base mikdash they blew the shofar. Avalobim dina, because as we'll see in the Gemara, the Gemara is not. The Gemara goes to prove it now, but the Gemara and the assumption is that it's a deraisa. The better rice, so you don't blow the shofar on Shabbos. That's what the Gemara is going to happen. We know the reason you don't blow the shofar on Shabbos is because you might come to carry it. In the base of Mikdash, they didn't make that Zerah because Ein Shvus Mikdash. And therefore, in the base of Mikdash, they, they allowed it. So in the base of Mikdash, the regular mitzvah in the Torah to blow the shofar, even if it was, even if Rashad came out on Shabbos, that was employed there. Elias B'Shabbos B'Mikdash. Elias B'Shabbos B'Mikdash. Elias B'Shabbos B'Mikdash. Are you talking the blue shofar? But not outside. Medina means outside the base of Mikdash, even in Yerushalayim and elsewhere in the rest of the country. And Chutzlats for sure, uh, they didn't blow the Megillah. Mishachar Beis Hamikdash. Once the Megillah was destroyed, Hiskim Yochman Zakai, who was the last of the great people at the time of the Chorban Abayas, Rabbi Yochman Zakai, Shayu Token, Bechol Makom Sheish Bo Bezin. So Rabbi Yochman Zakai is Matakan that they do blow a shofar, even though there's no Beis Hamikdash anymore. Any place where there's a Bezin, and Rashi says, um, a be- what kind of a Bezin are we speaking about? So we'll see. Um, uh, a bezin of 23. Other Rishonim learn even a bezin of 3, but Pashim Shan means a bezin of 23 according to Only in Yavna Bulvad, meaning only when there was a Sanhedrin. So the first part, the Mishnah said, whenever there's a bezin of 23 according to Rashi, they blew the shofar. Even, you know, bezins all around the country. Rabbi Lazar um, says, no, only in Yavna, meaning that's where the Sanhedrin Gadol went into Golis there, only in Bez- or whatever there would be, wherever the Sanhedrin went to, went to Usha, went to wherever it went, uh, only there they blew the shofar. Amulo, they said to Rabbi Lazar, lo, Amulo, echad Yavna, echad komak, m'sheesh bo bezdin. Any place, any place, uh, uh, not only in Yavna, but any place where there was a bezdin, meaning not only the bezdin Gadol, but even a bezin of 23, even if it was not a bezin Sanhedrin. Is there enough community between the Tanakama and the Amrulo? Because the Tanakama all said, we have said, bezin. and bezin means a bezin of 23. A blessed no, only when there's a Sanhedrin Agdola, only the bezin of 71. So the answer, no, not only not only Yavna, only, not only was a bezin of 71, even with a, 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 any bezin of 23, according to Rashi. So we'll see the Gemara, like there's enough community between the Tanakama and the Amrulo. And they said another, there was another thing that Yerushalayim had over Yavna. What was the first thing Yerushalayim had over Yavna? We didn't say what that is. That's Gemara's going to deal with that. What do you mean, we just said, in the basement of Yerushalayim and in Yavna, wherever there was a Sanhedrin Agdola, according to everybody, even Rabbi Lezer said, 
even when there's a seven wherever there's a seven goal, you blew the shofar. But now we say Yushalayim had something over and above Yavna, but we didn't say the first thing. We just said So the Gemara is going to deal with that. Shekali Yoshehira, in Yushalayim, Kali Yoshehira, any city that could see Yushalayim or could hear Yushalayim, Shamas, Ukrova, or near to Yushalayim, anywhere that's near, uh, even if they couldn't hear, couldn't see, or Lavo, or even if they weren't that close, but they can make it there, they could get there. Lavo, the Gemara is going to say, what does that mean? Token, they blew the shofar. In other words, in Yerushalayim, they blew the shofar. On, we're talking about on Shabbos, of course. Outside, when it's not Shabbos, every place blows the shofar. On Shabbos, any place, not when Yerushalayim, when in the basement of Yerushalayim, when the basement was there, any place that was near Yerushalayim, they could see it, they could hear it, they could make it to Yerushalayim, they, that, that, you know, they could, could come to Yerushalayim in, in uh, the same day. Uh, also, token, it'll be Yavna, you're talking about Bezmavad. But in Yavna, wherever there was a Sanhedrin, a Gdola, that's the difference between there, between the Sanhedrin and a Gdola, anywhere else, and that in Yerushalayim, they only blew in the Bezin itself. But again, according to the Tanakama and the last, uh, the Tana Basra, the last Tana, not Rablazar, uh, wherever there was a Bezin of 23, and according to other Bishon, Bezin of 3, they blew the shofar anyway. Why? Because when there's a Bezin, Bezin will prevent. What's the whole reason we're going to come out? We know what's the reason why you can't blow shofar on Shabbos, because maybe you'll come to carry it. Where there was a Bezin, Bezin would prevent that. There wouldn't be a problem in a Bezin. But outside, they could prevent it, so therefore, uh, they couldn't prevent it, and therefore they didn't blow the shofar there. So first we're going to deal with, how do you know that on Shabbos you don't blow a shofar outside of the base Mish? Everybody agrees in base Mish, whether or where there is a Sanhedrin, you blow the shofar, even on Shabbos. But but that we agree, but not outside. How do we know that? Where do we get this? So the Gemara first thought that um, that this is the rule, right? Uh, where do we get this idea that you don't blow the shofar outside of the base of Mikdash? Where do we get this? It's a, it's based on a derisa apparently. Kosovecha one pasuk says Shabbason zichron trua that on it will be a a holiday a remembrance of a trua not a real trua you don't blow just a remembrance because Kosovecha one pasuk says Yom trua lechem you'll day of blowing you actually blast the horn so how do you resolve that steers lokasha kam biyad v'shchal yos b'shabbos kam biyad v'shchal yos b'chol if it comes out of the weekdays, you actually blow the shofar. If it comes out on Shabbos, you just have a remembrance. You mention it, but you don't actually blow the shofar. That's what the Gemara is assuming now, that we resolve this parent's theory between the Pesukim to say that on Yantav Shechaliyos B'Shabbos, that's why you don't blow, because it's only Zichron Tur, it's not actually Amrava. If it's Imid if you're telling me that it's a Daraisa, that you don't blow the shofar on Shabbos, if Midarais, it's also to blow. So you can't blow in the base of Mikdash. How did they blow in the base of Mikdash? You just said in the base, in the base of Mikdash, they blew even on Shabbos. And then Sanhedrin, they also blew on Shabbos. And other Besans, they also blew on Shabbos. But outside, they didn't blow. If it's a Daraisa, you don't blow on Shabbos. How did they blow in the base of Mikdash? Va'od, not only that, right? Va'od, Mashma, look at something, Va'od, Malachi, in other words, is it a malacha? What's the problem blowing a shofar? He's saying it's oh, it's a, you shouldn't blow on shofar on Shabbos if it's daraisa because maybe you're doing a malacha. Is it a malacha? Halav, that's not a malacha. It's not a malacha that you say you shouldn't blow it on on, on Shabbos. Not a malacha. The ton Rabbi Shmuel kol matzav alasasu when you talk about on Shabbos or in Yantiv you're not to do any malacha. Of course, in Yantiv you're not to do malacha, which is ochal nefesh and hutra. Something it's hutch for Ochan Nefesh, hutch for other things also, but basically can't do Melacha on Yantiv as well as on Shabbos. Kol Melacha Zavad Alasasu Yatzat Kiyah Shofar, excluding Kiyah Shofar Radiyah Sapas, removing the bread from an oven. They used to put it on the walls of the oven, 
and those things are not considered a malacha. Shehi chachma vein malacha. Those are considered skills. It's a skill to blow. It's not. It's not a malacha that you, you're accomplishing something. It's a skill how to do those things. Not considered malacha. So it's not a malacha anyway. So how can you tell me that midaraisa? It's also on. It's also to oh shofar on Shabbos. And from the Pasuk we learn, okay, if it comes out of Nechol, you do blow the shofar. If it's the Raisa, how could they blow in the base Migdash? And anyway, it's not a Malacha anyway. Elam Rava, Midaraisa Meshashari. It's certainly mutter to blow a shofar on Shabbos, Minatov. Rabbanu de Gazerbe, the Rabbanu made the Xer, like we learned, Kitarabba, Rama's famous line, Dom Rava, Hakochem to Kiyah Shofar. Everybody's Chaim to Kiyah Shofar, meaning all men. They're not called because not everybody knows how to blow the shofar. As is evidenced from attending many shuls, right? Xera, right? So what do you mean? Xera, Shemit, Lanabiyado, maybe you'll take the, the, um, the chauffeur in your hand, the Elchetzel Bucky, and on Shabbos you'll go, t- you'll take it to, to an expert at Lil Mote to, uh, to teach you how to, okay, I'm not talking about just you'll schlep it to shul, but you're afraid that you know, you're, you're, you'll be nervous about embarrassing yourself if you don't blow the chauffeur, so you'll take it to Bucky to teach you. You'll carry it It's the same reason why we don't take the Lula, it's only Mitzvah Darais to take Lula on the first day of Sukkot. If it comes out on Shabbos, we don't take the Lula. We're not Yotze at all that year, at least, right? We're not Yotze all the Raisa. On Rosh Hashanah, if the first day of Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos, we don't blow, we blow the second day. But technically, the second day might only be Yom Arichta, etc. may not really be Rosh Hashanah, so it may not be Yotze the Raisa that year either. But that's what Rabbanah had to have the Rabbanah to, uh, to tell you to withhold doing a Mitzvah Tase, by not doing something, by refraining from doing something, you're allowed to be over on a Da'oraisa, by not doing it, Shevaltase, they're allowed to do that. They can't do it by a kumbase, but by Shevaltase, you can say, don't take the lulav, don't take the shofar behind the time to Megillah. So certainly Rabbanah by Megillah, but also when, if, uh, if um, uh, like last year when uh, Shushan Purim came out on Shabbos, right? So also we don't blow it on Shabbos either because Shem Renu, and that's why we get the three-day uh, Purim that we have here in Yerushalayim. Behind the time to Megillah. All right, so it's only Rabbanah. All right, so he said, not only they blew the shofar in the base of Mikdash in Yerushalayim, but wherever there was a bezin, they blew there too. Tanabanan, how did it come about? How did it develop? Right, one time they were, Rosh Hashanah came out on Shabbos when the bezin was in, uh, was in um, uh, Yavna. Everybody with all the cities would gather to go near the Bezdin because that's where they blew the shofar on Shabbos. They were the elders of the community. They were the Tamir Chacham. Rashi says at that time they were the uh, they were the Gedolim. Nitka. So Rabbi Yechon said, "Listen, let's blow the shofar at Shabbos, and here we're in the Bezdin." Let's let's first uh, let's first judge the case. In other words, let's debate it. Uh, should we be gozer here also? In Yerushalayim, the base of weren't gozer, but maybe we should be gozer here. Let's first blow the shofar, and then we'll discuss it. After they blew the shofar on Shabbos Rosh Hashanah in uh, Yavne, they said, okay, let's discuss it now. Well, once you blew the shofar already, you already heard the horn meaning the shofar in Yavne. It's embarrassing for Bezdin. If we say now that you shouldn't blow the shofar going forward in future years, it'll look like we made a mistake. So once you blew the shofar already, it's sort of like he fooled them, right? That he said, uh, he said, let's blow the shofar. And they said, well, let's first, uh, let's first de- debate it. 
So he says, let's first blow the shofar, and they blew the shofar, and now debate, you can't debate it afterwards, in other words, he overruled them, and therefore, he, he, from that point on, that's why we say it was Rehman Zakai who was Metaken, that even in Yavna, even though the Bnei B'Sei were also G'dol Ador, but once Rabbi Yochum Zakai did it, and he told them to blow the shofar, and they blew, we don't want to rescind that and make it look like we made a mistake, even though they could change their minds, but it would still look bad. It's like we made a mistake. It's not like if you blew the shofar one year in Yavna, why wouldn't you blow it in future years in Yavna or in other bezins? And therefore, that, that rule stayed that in whenever there's a bezin, they blew the shofar, in, 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 uh, they blew the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, came out on Shamas. Amr Blazer. Buzz said, no, only in Yavna, meaning only a Bezna Godel, only like a Sanhedrin. Um, below, Echid Yavna, Vechid Komak Mishesh Bezna. He said, no, not only that, not only Yavna, but any place where there's a Bezna of 23, according to Rashi. Amulo, Hainatanakam. What's been seen in the Amulo that the, the response to Rablezer and the Tanakam, they both say, you blow the shofar in any Bezna. Rashi learns, Beidina Dekroy means a, a, a transitory, a temporary Bezna was set up. So Rashi says, the last Rashi on the page says, because he said, Stam, wherever there's a Bezin, where there was a Bezin Kavua, so according to Rashi, the Tanakama is more inclusive. He says, any place where there's a Bezin, any kind of a Bezin, a permanent one or a temporary one, they would blow, whereas the Amrlo is only, uh, only a Bezin Kavua, only a, a permanent one. Not a temporary one. That's how Rashi learns. Other Rishonim, the Ramam says the other way around, because usually the Umrlo, the second Tana, adds on to the first one. So the first Tana held only Makam Kavua, and he says that Umrlo is wherever there's a Bezin, even a temporary one. According to Rambam, it's reversed uh, that even a temporary one, that, that the Umrlo, the second uh, the second group of Chachamim, the Umrlo, who said, they are more inclusive, they're including even a temporary one. So what do they say? Amrlo echid yavn mechal makom sheish bo bezin. Where there is a bezin again, according to Rashi, it's a bezin of twenty-three. According to other Rishonim, bezin of three. Wherever there's a bezin, they blew the shofar. Amr of Huna, the im bezin. You had to blow the shofar with the bezin. That's when we say that wherever there's a bezin, they blew whatever city. Let's say Haifa had a bezin, so they blew the shofar there. He says only with the bezin. What do you mean? My im bezin, b'fnei bezin. It's got to be in front of bezin. You can't say, well, Haifa is a big city. We know there's a bezin there, so we'll blow the shofar anywhere in the environs of Haifa. No. Only in front of the bezin. La puka shloba bezin, bezin low. Even in a city which has a bezin, whatever bezin is, bezin of three, bezin of twenty-three, you can blow a shofar there. It's got to be in the front, in the bezin. You can't blow it outside at your house. Masav Rava. So here Rava asks Akasha, Let's go back to the mission. Mission said there was another thing Yerushalayim had over Yavne. Then Yerushalayim, if you were nearby, you could hear, you could see, you could uh, anywhere nearby. They blew the shofar. And in Yavna, only in the Bezin. It says, Vodos, I should let me say, Ral Yavna, my Vod, my Vodos. What do you mean? And this other Allah, Elaine Mikarektani, if it just means like we said, like it says, uh, so, you know, Yushalim had this advantage over Yavna that if it was nearby or you could hear, you could see, you blew the show from Yushalim as opposed to Yavna. So just say Zos. What's Vodos? Elaine Mikarektani, Zos me, boy, like. Elo, there must be something else that Yushalim had over Yavna. El Yushalim token Yechidin. Yerushalayim, individual people blew the shofar. Uvi Yavnein talking Yechidin. Only the Bezdin blew, not individuals. Yerushalayim, since Yerushalayim had a Bezdin, and they, Yerushalayim could be mocked that they, uh, the, the decree of, um, 
of Shemi Avriyana Dalim Shalom didn't apply there because there was a Bez in Yushalim, Bez Nagadol. So maybe individuals could also blow. Anywhere in Yushalim they could blow. The Bishlam token Yechidin, the Avda ain't token Yechidin. Maybe that's what he means. In other words, that's the, uh, that's the extra thing. In other words, the first thing Yushalim had over Yavna was Yushalim individuals blew. And Yavna uh, individuals did not blow. And then there was another thing Yushalim had over Tel that everybody nearby also blew there. Wait a minute. When Yisrael Yosef came from uh, from Yavna, when the Shlich Tzibur finished blowing the shofar in Yavna, nobody could hear anything. Nobody could hear himself think. He couldn't hear anything. He couldn't hear your own your noise. From all the shofars that were blowing. In other words, everybody was blowing the shofar. There was a bezin in Yavna, but because there was a bezin in Yavna. The whole city was blowing. Everybody was blowing shofar all day there. You couldn't hear yourself think. So, so you so you can't say that in Yavna they didn't blow individually and your shlaim individuals did blow. They blew with individuals in Yavna also. El alav the token bein bezman bezdin bein bezman bezdin. Maybe that's what he means. In Yerushalayim, they blew not only when Bezdin blew, but even other times when Bezdin when Bezdin was in session, so to speak, the first six hours of the day. Mashman, you see that they were in session even on Rosh Hashanah. Because we're talking about when Bezim was suggesting Bein Shlobis Ban Bezim, even when they went home, right? When they went home. Uvi Yavne, and in Yavne, Bezban Bezim Ein, Shlobis Ban Bezim Lo. But in Yavne, they blew whether it was the time of the Bezim, where they were in session or not. Maybe that's the difference. But what do you see? Ho Bezman Bezim, but Bezman Bezim, me a token. Mashma, they blew a few Shlobis Bezim. Rafuna started off by saying that uh, you could only blow when there's a Bezim, only in front of the Bezim, so to speak, right? It's Mashma over here. That what was the difference between Shlaim and Tel Aviv that's not mentioned in the mission, not the ones about being nearby or close and you could hear or you could see you could blew there too, but rather that in Yerushalayim they blew when Bezrin was in session when it was not in session, and in Yavna they only blew when it was in session. But a mashma that was when it was in session, Bisman Bezrin token, even not in front of Bezrin, all it is that has to be when Bezrin's in session they blew, but they didn't have to be in front of Bezrin like you were going to say. He says, look, not necessarily so. Ravuna will stand his ground. The, maybe this is the difference. The will be Yerushalayim token, Bein Bifnei Bezin, Bein Shalom Bifnei Bezin. In Yerushalayim, they blew in front of the Bezin, and not in front of the Bezin. We have the Bifnei Bezin, Bein Shalom Bezin. Don't learn that they blew, not in terms of what's in session, they're not, but rather in Yerushalayim, they blew whether in front of the Bezin or not in front of the Bezin. We have the Bifnei Bezin, Bein Shalom Bezin, but in Yavna, they only blew they only blew in front of uh, in, in front of the bezin, meaning at the bezin itself, and not in front of the bezin. Vahachi comes says Rashi. But you, um, uh, uh, no, that's going in the next case. Kim Asam Shalchav said, "Elav dili." No, the Ovel is going on the next case, the economy, right? We've originally talking Shachalios B'Shabbos Ela B'Bezin Agdol Shal Sedin Agdola Makachin Sechachin V'Rablezri. This is also going on a, uh, on a different. Uh, it's going on the Ikad Mas. It's going on later on. The point is, Bein Shalav is Mesin that. That Rafuna can stand his ground. Rafuna says that Komak Mishesbo Bezin. Rafuna says, yeah, but only about with the Bezin. In Yerushalayim, they blew whether at the Bezin or not in front of the Bezin. It could be at only when Bezin was in session, or not, and not when they weren't in session. But they but they didn't have to blow Dafke in front of the Bezin. They blew in front of the Bezin. The Bezin blew there, and they blew outside of the Bezin all over Yerushalayim. And in Yavna, they only blew in front of the Bezin. That's what Rafuna says. So therefore, and in Yavna, obviously, in Yavna, it was like that with the Senar Golo, wherever there was a Bezin in Eretz Yisrael, that we say they blew there too, only in front of the Bezin, not outside of the Bezin. So there were, there were two differences between Yerushalayim and Yavna. 
meaning Yavna and all the other Bezdin. Shalim, number one, they only blew, they blew even outside of the Bezdin. And in Yavna and all the other Bezdins, they only blew in front of the Bezdin. And also in Yishalayim, they blew, whether they were nearby or could hear or could see, etc., or could come to Yishalayim, they blew there as well. There's another way to learn this whole thing that Ravuna said, and we'll pick it up from there. This is the first of the wide lines. We'll pick it up from there tomorrow, Mitzvah Have a good day, everybody. Kol Tov, Shavuot Tov. Shavuot Tov. 5.15 again tomorrow. We'll go with 5.15 going forward.